If you have a narcissist in your life or if you know a narcissist or if you meet a narcissist for the first time and you kind of start to see that, you know, um, they take some of these boxes, it is imperative, categorically imperative that you avoid this narcissist at all costs. Trust me and trust me. This is especially more so if you're not confident. If that's not you, run. Run. Again, everyone, welcome back to another episode on Let's Talk About Us with Uche. I am your boy, Uche. Thank you so much for your support. If you are new here, please make sure to subscribe, share with your friends and family, give me a thumbs up, and do not forget to hit that bell notification so anytime I upload a video, you'll be the very first to be notified. Recent. So recently, Jacob and I released an episode on the topic of narcissism, and um, I remember watching the video all over again, and it dawned on me that the topic of narcissism is, uh, is one that is very heavy, it's very heavily loaded, there's a lot of new nuances there's so many strings there's so many twists and turns to that topic and i wanted to come back and shed more light on it and for the sake of how lengthy and how humongous it is i'm going to be breaking this down in so many different uh, sections so for today i'm going to be talking about signs of a narcissist or traits that narcissists normally possess you know so that you can identify them much easily now according to the american psychiatry association narcissistic personality disorder is a pattern of need for admiration and lack of empathy for others. A person with narcissistic personality disorder may have a grandiose sense of self-importance, a sense of entitle entitlement, take advantage of others, or lack empathy. Before I, do, before I do get started, I also want to reiterate a point that I made on that last episode that just because a person has narcissistic qualities does not necessarily make them a narcissist. As a matter of fact, a lot of psychologists would tell you that everyone has some narcissistic tendencies and everyone is on a spectrum of narcissism to a certain extent. Uh, the way I interpret this is narcissism on its own is a type of selfishness, if that makes sense. And most people are on a spectrum of selfishness. The only difference is that a narcissist is at the extreme end of things and literally everything revolves around them. They have no care or concerns about anyone else but themselves. I also do want to give a disclaimer that I'm not a psychologist. I am just somebody who has read a lot, studied a lot, and I have my own personal encounters, several encounters with narcissists in my life at Elvert. A period of time I've come to realize some of these patterns so please take what I say with a grain of salt if you agree great if you don't agree great please I also do want to read your comments why you agree or why you do not agree down below all that being said let's get it the very first thing that you have to understand about a narcissist like I mentioned is that literally everything revolves around them see the narcissist has a grandiose sense of importance they feel like they are very entitled they feel special they feel superior over everyone else so they believe that they are perfect and everyone else is imperfect so everything revolves around them the next thing you need to know about the narcissist is that they are extremely charming the very first time you meet them you have to understand that this is almost some type of performance that they put on they put on a show but the interesting thing about the show this charming that they give you is actually you're going through an interview process they are interviewing you to make sure to see if you are gullible enough to fall for their <clears throat> tricks oftentimes they start by telling you something really awesome about them if it is a hero or savior complex narcissist they want to tell you all the cool stuff that they've done all the things that they've accomplished and they are paying very close attention to you to see if you are falling for that trick or if they are the victim mentality narcissist they are telling you these sad stories super sad stories and in every single one of these stories they are the victims they are paying attention to see if you are throwing them a pity party it is all manipulative now yeah. this interview process that I call it is 
actually not necessarily malicious or even something negative per se. An interview process is just basically a vetting process. This is something a lot of intelligent people do anyway. Like I said, it's not necessarily something that is malicious. Um, and that there's a pragmatic reason to this. I mean, we live in a world that's full of all kinds of junk, you know. So people who are very aware, who are very intelligent, um, who are on the path of trying to do something different and grow within their own being, have, they also have some form of interview process or a vetting process whenever they meet somebody. So the so. point is to be picky with who you bring into your circle so that the person that you're bringing into your circle does not bring some of that pain and some of that malarkey that is in the word into, into your word. Again, this person that I'm talking about is probably somebody who is actually being intentional to not be part of the problem in the world. They have seen so much hurt in the word and they are taking initiative to be different. And knowing that the word is full of all kinds of problems, you do not want to bring somebody who brings problems into your circle. So as a result, they go through a vetting process with everyone that they meet for the first time. Now, like I said, this interview process or vetting process is actually a very smart thing to do, you know, and it's not a negative thing per se. This is what makes the narcissist actually a very intelligent person. The narcissist is vetting you. In the case of the narcissist, they are being intentional to look for the dumbest of the dumbest. They're looking for somebody who is gullible, somebody who will fall for their crap, somebody who will throw them a pity party, somebody who will co-sign their narrative, whatever that narrative is. They are very picky with who they want. And if you are exactly who they're looking for, from your perspective, the narcissist is going to appear extremely charming. They're going to appear very intelligent, very good looking, high sex drive, whatever it is that you're susceptible to. The narcissist is weaving through and getting into your head. And from your perspective, they are probably the best things to slice bread. Another thing you need to understand about narcissists is that they are mostly attracted to a certain group of people. They're called the empaths. Um, especially empaths who have low self-esteem. Now, being an empath is not necessarily a bad thing. An empath is just basically somebody who is very in tune with their emotions or even somebody who is in emotionally intelligent. I consider myself on a spectrum of empath to a certain extent. And me personally, I've actually seen a lot of narcissists naturally being drawn to me. But the narcissist is very picky with the type of empath they like to surround themselves with. And oftentimes, this is an empath that has low self-esteem. And even more so, an empath that has low self-esteem and is not the brightest in the bunch, but especially one that has low self-esteem. This person who has a low self-esteem is automatically considered to be inferior. So it's very is a very perfect fit for the narcissist to assume the superior position. An empath who has who also have low self-esteem is more likely to throw this narcissist a pity party as well. Like when the narcissist is telling horrible stories about what the word has done to them and they are somehow magically innocent in literally every single one of these scenarios, the empath is more likely to throw them a pity party and cry them a river and feel bad for them. This feeds the narcissist's ego and their sense of superiority. Another thing that you need to understand about a narcissist is that they always seem to have an audience. A narcissist cannot function alone. They always need an audience, always. And thanks to the advent of social media, the narcissist has found the social media platforms to be a breeding place. I mean, it doesn't even matter what type of social media it is, from Instagram, um, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, literally any platform that gives them some type of audience, the narcissist would like to capitalize on that and let the world know how awesome and superior they are. And again, when the narcissist is interviewing and vetting people, they always tend to create uh, some type of friend group or friend circle. And they're very picky who they let into that friend circle because they want to make sure to bring in people who cannot outshine them. Because in that friend circle, literally everything is about them, that narcissist. So everyone in that friend group 
makes that narcissist stand out. They are the apex in that friend group. So they always have an audience. They find it so difficult to be alone. Most normal people would have some group of acquaintances or friends or something like that. But once in a while, you want to recline on your own. You want to spend time by yourself, even sometimes travel on your own. Um, but the narcissist finds it difficult to spend time alone. They find it difficult to travel alone, especially traveling without having to tell everyone what they've done. A narcissist is more likely to travel even if it's just for two days, they will take so many pictures. And sometimes I've even seen the, the narcissist post pictures of this two-day trip up to years after they've taken that trip just so that they can get some type of validation. Again, they always need an audience. Another really interesting thing about narcissists is that they hate people who are intelligent and confident, especially this combination together. You are like kryptonite to them. The reason why they hate people who are intelligent and confident is because these people see through their crap. They're more likely to roll their eyes and they're least likely to give them that narcissistic juice or feed their ego. Oftentimes when a narcissist is in a friend group with somebody who is intelligent and who is also confident, the narcissist is so threatened by that person's presence. Again, the reason why the narcissist is doing all this stuff is because they're actually really insecure on the inside. So they come up with these scenarios to create this world where they're, they're king or queen. So the person who is intelligent or confident or a combination of both is automatically immune to their manipulative ways. So they're usually trying to distance themselves from that person. Or if it's if they are within the same group, the narcissist is going to try to spread lies and rumors and start drama so that everyone can cut that person off because they want to maintain that dominance as the one, the apex. So they start rumors and start lies. And, you know, if the, that confident person says something that is actually quite harmless, story, they will retell that story in such a harmful, malicious way just to desperately taint your image. And again, they like to be around people who have low self-esteem and a lot of times low, low IQ, people who don't ask any questions. And it would be much easier for them to be able to corner you out of the group so you don't take the shine from them. Another thing you have to understand about a narcissist is that they lack the ability to hold themselves accountable and they also lack the ability to introspect. Oftentimes they say that a narcissist actually do not know that they're narcissists. This is very dangerous because a lot of people are narcissists. You could be a narcissist. I could be a narcissist. But if you stick with me to the end of this video, I can give you pointers on how to reduce your chances of being a narcissist. Again, considering the fact that it is very difficult to pinpoint a narcissist, a lot of narcissists don't know that they're narcissists. You could be one and I could be one. But one key thing about a narcissist is that they lack the ability to hold themselves accountable. They lack the ability to look in the mirror. They lack the ability to introspect. Another thing that narcissists do, and this is a very manipulative, strategic thing that they do, is do something called breadcrumbing. So basically, breadcrumbing is cheap validation or cheap compliments that they give to the people, the low self-esteem people that they surround uh, themselves with. So if you find yourself dating a narcissist or being friends with a narcissist, once in a while, they give you really cheap compliments. Um, they give um, you very yeah. cheap uh, validations because they know that your low self-esteem is so low that you will actually confuse those cheap validations as love when in reality, they're just doing that to keep you there so you can feel that you're being loved while they suck out the energy and life force from you. This is called breadcrumbing. Now, if you have a narcissist in your life or if you know a narcissist or if you meet a narcissist for the first time and you kind of start to see that, you know, um, they take some of these boxes, it is imperative, categorically imperative that you avoid this narcissist at all costs. Trust me and trust me. This is especially more so if you're not confident. 
A lot of people think they're confident. And I remember one of the episodes I did before, I talked about the difference between confidence and conceit. A lot of people are conceited and they think they're confident. No, if you are truly confident, which is stillness and silence and being, which means that you don't feel like you're better than anyone and you also don't feel like anyone is better than you, you are enough. If that's not you, run. You need to avoid this narcissist as much as as possible in a situation where avoiding this narcissist is not necessarily the most feasible or possible it is important for you to limit encounter as much as possible limit encounter you do not have to show up to literally every event that they invite you to you do not have to respond to literally every message you do not have to pick up their phones all the time you do not have to like literally everything they post on social media limit as much as possible if you are in a room with them you do not have to answer every questions you can try to engage with somebody else and avoid them be as intentional as possible to limit encounter because this narcissist is they're very serpentine in nature they're very manipulative they know exactly it's almost like they have a phd in knowing how to reel you in especially if you're not somebody who is confident now in the same situation where you're not able to permanently get rid of the narcissist and you limit encounter the times that you're actually an encounter with them you need to do something called gray rocking i personally like to call this the flat walling the gray rocking basically means show no emotions show no validation show no interest whatsoever it could be a situation where the narcissist is telling you something super cool about themselves and you just go like oh okay cool mm -hmm. cool no emotions or they're telling you a really sad story about what somebody did to them maybe a mutual acquaintance mutual friend how they did this and did this and did that okay cool cool or you could even try to be neutral with it like oh hey it's life man life gray rock them do not get sucked into that manipulation. They are constantly looking for some type of effect from you. Do not show positive emotions and definitely do not show negative emotions. A lot of people actually get stuck in this because a lot of people's first instinct is to show negative emotions, especially when you know that the narcissist is very manipulative. Trust me, this is a actually, trap. This goes a lot more spiritual, which, which is why I think narcissism is a demon on, on its own. But I'm going to break that down on the more spiritual aspect on a different episode as to how very perverse and very dark and serpentine the demon is. The Bible actually talks about this. But again, show no emotions. It's very important that you gray rock them or flat wall them. Do not respond. Do not show interest. Do not show positive emotions. Do not show negative emotions. Just, mm, that's it. And lastly, just as a reminder, you need to always remember that literally everything revolves around that narcissist. If you're dating a narcissist, if you're friends with a narcissist, if you're in a friend group with a narcissist, if your parent is a narcissist, if your child is a narcissist, if you work with a narcissist, every single thing revolves around that narcissist. They're going to try to spin a narrative where they're, they are always superior than anyone else. Everything revolves around them. Do you really want to have a relationship with somebody like that? And no. If, and, and if a narcissist chooses you to have a relationship with you, your job is to feed their ego, which means that they are draining life energy force from you. Energy is flowing from you to that narcissist because they're sucking out energy from you. That's why they picked you. And a lot of times when you leave that narcissist, you end up feeling worse, actually. You feel, you feel worse than you were before you hung out with that narcissist you feel like the loser while they feel like the hero and again because energy is leaving you to that narcissist to feed them this is why they chose you and lastly it is highly imperative
narrative that you run, as like, in run and don't look back. You when mean, you successfully separate yourself from this narcissist, it is extremely important that you make your separation as airtight as possible because they're going to try to wiggle their way into your life again. Run and don't look back. And I know it sounds really funny. The reason why you need to run is because what you're dealing with you know, this is a very dark and spiritual, malevolent spirit. Again, the Bible talks about it. And I'm going to be making a whole entire episode breaking down how dark and, and conniving and very serpentine that this um, this demon is. You know, again, the Bible talks about it. And for the sake of this episode, I'm going to just stick with the mental health association definition of uh, narcissism, but you need to run in a situation where you cannot permanently separate yourself from this narcissist. It is important that you limit encounter as much as possible. This you is know. especially more so if you have some type of relationship with this uh, narcissist that, that you cannot easily separate yourself from. Maybe you work with them, or you know, maybe you live with um, them, you're married to them, or maybe they are a parent or a child. So, where separation is not immediate and is not feasible at the moment, it is important that you limit encounter as much as possible and if you have successfully separated yourself from this narcissist it is extremely important that you seek therapy a lot of times people when they separate from narcissists they think that's the end of a game you know i'm free now i'm gonna go live my best life now and celebrate the fact that i've successfully separated from this narcissist no that is not the end of it it is extremely important that you go seek therapy the reason why you need to seek therapy is like i mentioned before there's something specific about you that made you pass that narcissist uh, interview process or the vetting process and like i always say all the time it takes a bread and a toaster to make toasted bread you cannot have one or the other they chose you specifically for a reason you may have successfully gotten rid of this one narcissist best believe there are many others waiting in line to take advantage of you because you still have something inside of you that is susceptible to their tricks and manipulations unless you heal unless you go through some form of reparation and healing through a licensed therapist you have not fully separated yourself from that narcissistic yeah. demon again, again maybe you've succeeded in separating from one narcissistic person but you're still going to be very much susceptible to that demon itself and now for the bonus part of this video like i mentioned earlier one of the things that makes it very difficult to um, get rid of narcissists or why narcissism is so prevalent in our society today is because a lot of narcissists that actually don't even know that they're narcissists, which means that you could be a narcissist and I could be a narcissist. Um, the way right. the narcissistic personality disorder develops is as a reflection of who raised them, how they were raised, what culture that they were raised. A lot of times when, if you grow up in a household where a parent or both parents are narcissists, a lot of times at least one child is more likely to be a narcissist themselves. If you grow up in a culture that is very narcissistic or very prevalent in narciss narcissism, a lot of times you're going to be narcissistic yourself from the narcissist perspective this is normal because this is how they've been raised this is how they're able to perceive the world but from somebody else's perspective somebody who's from a different culture or a healthier mindset they see what's wrong with that person it's almost like watching somebody and you're wondering who raised you how could you think that this is normal how could you think that this is okay that's yeah. because from your healthy point of view you are able to see crystal clear what it is about the narcissist that is off but from their perspective they're completely oblivious to it and as a result of that you could be a narcissist and i could be a narcissist as well. Um, one of the things that I do to reduce the chances of me being a narcissist or patronizing the narcissistic qualities is being very, 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 very picky with who I let into my circle. I vet everyone that comes into my life and I'm looking for what I call soldiers. I like to be around people who are very intelligent, who are very emotionally intelligent, um, people um, who are introspective, people who see things that I'm not able to see so that when that ego starts wrapping itself around me, those people are able to pull me to the side like, hey, Uche, hey, 
You shouldn't have done that, man. You know, with love. They're able to hold you accountable with love. They're able to give you constructive criticisms. A lot of times a narcissist will criticize you, but not constructively. The point of this criticism is to bring you down so you can assume that inferior position while they remain that superior position. No, those are not the kinds of people I'm looking for, and those are not the kinds of people you should be looking for. You should be looking for people who are intelligent, insightful, enlightened enough to be able to hold you accountable with love. You don't want to be around people that you're always right all the time. Literally everything you say, they're cosign. Those are not the kind of people you want to be around. You do not want to be the smartest in the room at all times. You want to be around people you can learn from and they can learn from you. And together, when you have a relationship with them, both of you grow as one because it's all about us, not just all about me or not just all about like them. Like I said, these are going to be people that speak your same language, and I don't mean literally your same language. These are people who are on the same vibration as you, who have common goals, people who people who are going to be your blind spot mirror and, and because at the end of the day i'm human and you are too you know part of being a human being is um humans are fallible creatures you know we're bound to make mistakes i'm bound to say the wrong things i'm bound to do the wrong things i'm bound to go to the wrong, wrong places you want to be around people who are able to pull you back with love and then when they're doing the same thing you pull them back with love and together you grow and you heal together as one all right guys this is the end of today's episode please let me know what you think about everything that i've said do you agree with me do you not agree with me your thoughts down below. I do enjoy reading uh, this topic, and I know it's a very sensitive one because all of us have been affected at some point. You know, we've definitely had some type of uh, narcissistic people in our lives, whether it's people we worked with, whether it's our children, people we dated, our parents, whatever it is. I'm sure I'm not the only one who has gone through this perverse energy uh, draining relationship because it's very prevalent. It's more common than most people realize it is, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So please share your thoughts down below. If you don't agree with anything I've said, please let me know why you don't agree with also, it. Also, please share your, some of your experiences as well. I'd like to read how you've been able to navigate through a narcissistic relationship. Maybe you're currently in a narcissistic relationship and you have questions for me. Please ask. Or you have been able to successfully separate yourself from a narcissistic relationship. What did you do to be able to permanently disassociate yourself from a narcissistic relationship? And what did you do after you disassociated yourself from that narcissistic relationship to begin your healing? Please let me know. Give me a thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe. Share with your friends and family. And please do not forget to hit that bell notification. So anytime I upload a video, you be the very first to be notified. Please follow me on social media, LinkedIn, LinkedIn Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter at LTAU with Uche. My Instagram is UC underscore images. Thank you so much for your wonderful support. Until next episode. Bye.